get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Ferrario and Tanner Hendricks and I'm Brandon Kylie. Always happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by Eno Saris, baseball writer over at The Athletic. Eno was a member was somebody that won an award yesterday for his podcast. So congratulations on the award, Eno. We appreciate the time as always. How you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, rates and barrels over the athletic. Uh, yeah. Welcome anytime. Absolutely. Congratulations. It's a great podcast. It is well worth listening to. And, you know, you also do some great writing over at The Athletic. And yesterday, one of the reasons we reached out is because you wrote this sentence. Lars Newtbar could easily hit 280 this season with 25 home runs and 10 or more stolen bases. And then you continued about where he's going in fantasy drafts. Hey, you know, uh, can we expect that here in St. Louis from Lars Newtbar this year? I mean, he's uh, he's doing everything that a hitter can do in modern uh, technology and data training. He's been at driveline two uh, consecutive off-seasons, where last off-season he worked on uh, improving his bat speed, and I actually worked with him, took my shirt off, and got down there in the, in the weeds with him. And uh, he was doing things like just looking at how fast his bat was going, just taking swings and looking at seeing if he could get it to 76, 78 miles an hour uh, with his bat. So similar to what, what pitchers do when they train. Um, and he got his bat speed up, and you saw his power get up there. And what he did this offseason was train a little bit more with regards to, can I pull this ball in the air? So now I have the fast bat. Can I make the most of my uh, hits by pulling this ball in the air. I do the same thing, you know, but I usually take my shirt off when I'm eating a burger to try and force myself to stop eating that burger. <laughs> Does it work? No, it doesn't work. I just finished the burger. I just, I just, I finished the burger. You go, you know, it just doesn't work. Uh, speaking of Lars Nupar, though, I mean, so we do a top 20 most important Cardinals list for our show uh, before the start of the regular season. He, you know, seems to be the most difficult one for me to figure out because if that's the, the opportunity he has in front of him, he becomes Becomes the most important Cardinals outfielder. But if that's not there, you sit there and wonder, can this Cardinals outfield survive with the uncertainty of Newpar and Carlson and Walker and Tyler O'Neill? Yeah, I've found it particularly interesting that Tyler O'Neill is taking rest of center field, though. That suggests to me that there's a little bit of risk there for either one of Tyler uh, uh, Tyler O'Neill or Dylan Carlson to be a loser in this battle. 
I think we agree. You know? we, we talked about that yesterday. It was something that we opened with. I, I think one thing we're learning here, Eno, about the Cardinals and the way that uh, Ollie Marmel handles things as opposed to previous managers here in St. Louis is that he's basically going to go into the season with four outfielders that are playing, if not every day, regularly. And so even if Tyler O'Neill or Dylan Carlson, quote unquote, loses that battle, I think you're going to see them still playing four or five times a week. So you're going to see him out there a lot, even though it might technically be as a fourth outfielder, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that does make sense. And that also leaves the door open for a Mr. Walker to make the Mm -hmm. team. If I'm reading between the lines enough there, I mean, what you're saying is Tyler O'Neill is the backup uh, center fielder and the sometimes left fielder. Uh, Carlson is the, or one of them is a starting center fielder, or there is the backup center fielder, or sometimes other outfielder. But I do think that Newt Bar being a left hander that is fast um, is particularly set up to benefit from the new rules. Uh, there's not going to be as much shifting for him on the left side, on the right side of the infield, that he can, so he can get some hits that way. Uh, he's also fast, so he can take advantage of the new stolen base rules. And, um, you know, he's not a defensive lug that needs to play DH. So, um, you know, I I think that he's going to get uh, at least two-thirds of the regular uh, playing time there. But you're right. Um, What they could also do, I believe, Yepes has options. Yes. Yes. So they could could let uh, the four outfielders kind of also take over DH some. So that depends on how much they want you know, Brendan Donovan to play. Yeah. It depends on Nolan Gorman, you know, so there's a lot going on uh, on this depth chart, but offensively, I don't have uh, that many questions about this squad. I think this is a really good offensive squad with some upside, some veterans. Uh, It's just uh, really solid everywhere. It it is. And it's deeper than it has been in most recent seasons for the Cardinals too. That's what you're kind of getting at there where it's like, okay, where's Nolan Gorman playing? Well, one day it might be second. The next day it might be DH. Okay. Where's, where is uh, Juan Yepes at? Well, one day it might be first base while Goldie's getting a day at DH. And then the next day it's DH. Mm -hmm. And then maybe in left field, there's going to be a lot of maneuverability with this roster. And you know, that brings us to my next question for you. I, I was asking this of the audience earlier today, which of these position players, if you had to place a bet, would you bet on having the best season for the Cardinals in 2023? And you can qualify that however you'd like. Tyler O'Neill, Lars Newtbar, Nolan Gorman, Juan Yepes. Out of those four, O'Neill, Newt, Gorman, and Yepes, who would you place a bet on to have the best season for the Cardinals this year? I'm going Newt. I mean, I, I think maybe Tyler O'Neill. Um, especially if he's playing center. Like, if you're going by wins above replacement, he might have a better year. Um, but I just love Newt Bar's ability to pair contact and patience with power. Um, Tyler O'Neill seems to uh, sometimes go into funks where he can do one or two or of the three. <laughs> uh, it's very rare that he can do all three, you know? Um, and, and so I, I just think that he's going to be a streaky hitter, a little bit up and down where Newt Bar can be more uh, regular. But I will say that this is a bit of a hot take. The projections say it's easily Tyler O'Neill. So, you know, actually, let me follow up with that with Tyler O'Neill. How important do you feel like he's going to be to this Cardinals offense this season? I think it's built that it's he's a bonus guy. You know, I mean, they did so well last year, and uh, he was barely – he was just league average, you know? So he if he's uh, going – maybe he can cover some regression from some of their veterans, but 
Um, I don't think this the offense depends on him. Okay, now the one I wanted to get to, you know, is Jordan Montgomery on the pitching side of things because a lot has been talked about this Cardinals rotation and how they do need uh, a legit ace at the top of that rotation to make them that dangerous team for a World Series competitor. I don't think Jordan Montgomery can get to that level, but could people be possibly sleeping on Jordan Montgomery this season? You know, he does not have the top-end stuff of a Corbin Burns, uh, you know, or, you know, some of these other Jake DeGrom types. Um, and, he, you know, I've got a model that uh, projected his uh, strikeout rate and his ERA based on his, you know, stuff and location and other, other factors. 3-4-7 ERA uh, with basically a league average strikeout rate. Um, that's good. That's really good. Uh, it's not necessarily uh, what you would call like a top 15 pitcher in the league or, or anything. So uh, if you're talking about a top 30 pitcher in the league, uh, he's, he's getting there close there. And then what happens with the Cardinals is they bunch up a lot of guys. They've got a lot of good pitchers. Um, it's just, uh, I do think that they're missing the top end talent of other teams, not in the bullpen. I mean, Ryan Helsley is, uh, I think, one of the best five relievers in the game, maybe four. When you look at Jack Flaherty, and I'm looking at your your piece right now, Eno, projecting the starting pitchers, the strikeout rates, the stuff that they have available, and you've got Jack basically projected to be league average when it comes to that kind of stuff. How do you view him going into this season? It is a truly make-or-break year for him here in St. Louis. It's a contract season. He hasn't been healthy the last couple of years. How do you try to project what Jack Flaherty is going to be in 2023? Yeah, it's really difficult because we can go off of what his uh, fastball velocity, what his pitches were moving like last year, but we also know the story of what his last year was, where he came up, maybe rushed it, went back down, was kind of basically hurt all year. Um, And so, you know, do we think that he can get fully healthy and get back to where he was before? Um, and he did. He he is the guy that does maybe have the upside to have like something like a thirty percent strikeout rate. The thirty percent strikeout rate is basically like top ten in the league. Um, and he's had a, you know a twenty nine percent one on his on his uh, on his register. But that was uh, vintage Jack Flaherty. So are we gonna are we gonna, can we get back to vintage Jack Flaherty? Is the question. I'm not sure that any uh, of my numbers can really answer that question we can maybe see it with our eyeballs in the next few weeks. I think that's where we're looking is, does Jack Flaherty look like the old Jack Flaherty? That's the question for the next three weeks. Final question for Eno Saris here on 101 ESPN. Eno, if you had a a pitcher that your model likes or that you just particularly like for the Cardinals, maybe it's in the minor leagues that we'll see eventually. Maybe it's somebody that's on the big league roster right now. Who is one of the Cardinals pitchers that you like more than most in your opinion? Hmm. Um, <laughs> Stephen Matz. <laughs> Stephen Matz is the guy that the model says uh, has above average stuff, has the best stuff um, of any of the uh, the starters. Um, a not named Wayne Wright, um, and uh, it plugs out a, a three five three ERA for him, um, and a league league average strikeout rate. I know it's not a a popular answer because of all the injuries. Uh, but he's as important, uh, I think, to how this team goes as Jack Flaherty because, you know, uh, th- they're, they're credible guys that could have, you know, 25, 26% strikeout rates. This team, by the way, was projected by Zips 
uh, a projection system over at Fangraphs to have the uh, second or third worst strike. I think it was the second worst strikeout rate in baseball this year. Yeah, we talked about Do that the other that, day. Do you buy that, Yeah, it's not good. I mean, they, they had the second worst strikeout rate last year. <laughs> so, I mean, I buy it. Uh, the, the, so that's why I talk about Matt's and Flaherty, because those are the guys that can push the needle. You need, you need lots of innings. Yes, Gallegos and Helsley are really, really good, and they strike out a lot of guys but they're not going to pitch 200 innings or even 150. So, so you know, each. So, you know, you need Flaherty and Matts to move the needle there. We talked about that the other day, and I brought up the 2015 Cardinals. Now, this was an outlier season. Like, you, you can't expect that performance that they had in 2015 from their rotation to just repeat itself with low strikeout rate, but high uh, quantity innings from your arms. But that year they had John Lackey, Michael Walker, Carlos Martinez, Lance Lynn, and Jaime Garcia, uh, Garcia, none of whom had more than nine strikeouts per nine innings that year. Um, if they're going to have success, it probably follows that model, right? I mean, they've, they've been doing it. And there's two things that are in their favor, which is the park. The park, you know, helps you with balls in place, particularly fly balls. Um, and then, you know, the other thing that is like the quote unquote Cardinals way, which is, you know, produces players that are credible defenders or better than credible uh, every uh, when they get to the big leagues. You know, they, they are good at sorting through their their players. They're good at producing major leaguers. They're good at, at promoting the ones that play defense well. So those things are all still true. The problem is the shift is going to put pressure on those guys. So. For example, Nolan Gorman could have probably been a second baseman under you know old rules where you're shifting him, you're protecting him, you're putting him where the ball is going to go. But is Nolan Gorman good enough defensively to you know dive for a ball up the middle um, and provide you the kind of defense that Tommy Edmond would at, at short at second base? Um, and if you do plug in Gorman there, uh, do you lose a, a bunch defensively? And does this lack of strikeouts start to hurt you more? So. That, that I mean, there's there's some question of of how their personnel fits with the new rules. It's going to be really interesting. You know, we appreciate the time as always, man. We'll certainly catch up with you again as we get closer to the Cardinal start of the season and as we get to see what some of these things look like in spring training and then into the regular season. Always appreciate it. We wish you the best, man. Thanks for having me.